It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Louis DiBiase joining you on this uh, Friday edition of the show, February 8th, 2019. We are officially into the offseason. Me and Gino prepared you for the offseason with some tips to get through free agency, the NFL draft, the combine, pro days, everything that you need to know, whether it's talking about the salary cap and how much stock to put into that or how upset or happy you should be about your team's position on free agency and making sure you don't follow the wrong Adam Schefter on Twitter or the wrong Ian Rappaport account. You know, be aware of fake accounts. SportsCenter has gotten hit on that. A lot of national networks have been fooled by that, so don't get too excited when Ian Rappaport with two Ps tweets out that the Eagles have signed Le'Veon Bell. So we got into all that, a cool podcast for the fans out there. That was on Wednesday. You can check that out on LockdownEagles.com or wherever you listen to the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Just tell Siri to play Lockdown Eagles, and we will be up, and you'll hear my voice and my co-host Gina Camilleri, who is off today. He'll be back tomorrow as we get back to Locked on the Mock, Episode 2. Got some interesting stuff for next week, including Zach Moore of OverTheCap.com is going to join us to have a salary cap special podcast. So we got some awesome stuff next week, and then a cool announcement. We have a certain prospect heading into the NFL draft that's going to join the show next week. I'm not going to unveil who it is just yet, but that that's coming up as well next week right here on Lockdown Eagles. As for today, it's the Eagles offseason wish list. I'm going to make my wish list for what I want for the Eagles in the offseason, and a lot of you fans contributed to this as well. You hit me up at DBSLOE on Twitter, so I'm going to share some of your thoughts, some of the players you want, maybe specifically some positions, 
maybe some players coming back. So you guys did a good job getting back to me on what your wish list is for the Eagles in the offseason. And again, if you want to, after you listen to the show, let me know what your wish list is. Follow me on Twitter at DBSCLOE or Locked On Eagles on Twitter at Locked On Birds. So for the first segment, I want to get into my offensive wish list for the Birds. And this isn't just, you know, what players I want specifically. It's what moves I want the Eagles to make. Maybe it's what moves I don't want them to make. And same with you guys. And the fan feedback will come up in the third segment. I want to do offense first, though, here. And the big thing that I really want is Jason Peters back for another year. I know he's 37 years old. I know he's a $13 million cap hit. That, in a nutshell, right there seems like the Eagles might be smarter to let him walk. Free up that cap space, move on, build for the future up front on the offensive line. And I don't agree at all. He's the 17th highest paid left tackle in terms of annual value. Do you think Jason Peters right now is the 17th best offensive lineman? Let's just say tackle. I think at 37 still when Jason Peters is healthy. And look, that's, you know, it's on and off with Jason Peters' health now at 37 years old. He was in and out of the lineup a lot this year. I think he played 70% of the snaps for the Eagles on offense, but he got through the entire season. And when he was healthy at the end of the year, seeing him dominate guys like Dante Fowler against the Rams and Khalil Mack in a playoff game against the Chicago Bears, the number one ranked defense, in large part thanks to the front seven, specifically Khalil Mack, one of the best players in the NFL, and Jason Peters put him on an island, and Mack could not touch Nick Foles. Jason Peters still has that ability. He still has his athleticism. Despite being an offensive lineman at 37, you know, athletic ability for linemen is lacking to begin with, and it kind of deteriorates as their career goes on. Not Jason Peters. This guy still looks like one of the best linemen. He is not the 17th best offensive tackle. He is much higher. He, to me, is still in the top 10 when it comes to tackles on the field performance-wise. You know, when he's healthy. And even if he isn't healthy, I would I would rather have 70% of Jason Peters on the field with Halapuli Vadi Vitae coming in, or maybe it's Jordan Maialata this year prior, or they draft a guy. I would rather have that than just going full-fledged, just starting a rookie at left tackle next year. With a team that is aspiring to win another Super Bowl, a second one in three years, Jason Peters can be a big part of that. He was down the stretch. One of the key reasons the Eagles offense was able to bounce back down those final, you know, that final month and a half of the season and win a playoff game and almost beating the Saints in the second round, a lot of that had to do with how the offensive line rebounded because the offensive line throughout the first half of the season was not good. And I think it might be a result of why Carson Wentz got injured. You know, Carson Wentz didn't have the mobility to begin with coming off that torn ACL injury, and the offensive line really wasn't there. Jason Peters, you saw him getting beat. I go back to that Thursday night football game when Olivier Vernon just had his way with Jason Peters. But then Peters got healthy, and, you know, he wasn't even 100%. This is why I was so impressed with Peters last year, was that he had that torn bicep injury throughout the entire year. He was coming off a torn Achilles at 36 years old, turning 37. A torn Achilles injury for a guy of that size? The fact that he was able to bounce back the way he did down the second half of the season this year and dominate some of the best, you know, look at listen to some of the pass rushers that the Eagles played and that had a minimal impact on the games. You go to the Rams and Ndonik and Sue and Aaron Donald, and I know those guys are interior linemen, but they often line up on the edge, and Dante Fowler is also on that team. And you go to the Texans, they have Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt, and Whitney Merciless is no slouch either. 
And, you know, the Redskins have Ryan Kerrigan, and Chicago has Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd. Like, these were teams that had, these were some of the best pass-rushing teams when it comes to front sevens and just raw ability, the talent that those teams possessed. And the Eagles' offensive line shut them down. Jason Peters shut them down. I want him back for another year. You can free up cap space other ways. You know, you can restructure maybe Jason Peters or Timmy Jernigan. You can cut guys like Chris Long's got a $5 million hit. And when Nick Foles is 20 to $25 million, depending on what happens with this whole tag-and-trade scenario, whenever Foles' contract comes off the books, they're going to get about 20 to $25 million in cap space back, not to mention the $14 million they're getting rolling over from the McLeod restructure and the $6.1 million they did not spend in 2018. So the Eagles are going to be below the cap. They're going to have money to spend whether they cut Jason Peters or not. And I would much rather keep Jason Peters and free up that $10 million to do what with? Add another offensive lineman, which you're going to need if Jason Peters leaves. That suddenly makes offensive line a huge need. Whereas if you bring Jason Peters back, you can maybe hold off on drafting a tackle early in the draft for another year. See what you have in Jordan Maialata, who had a great preseason last summer. A guy that showed a lot of the same explosive athleticism at left tackle that we've fallen in love with when it comes to Jason Peters. So you can get another year really determining what you think of Jordan Maialata. And even if you do draft an offensive lineman with one of your first three picks, you know, you got three picks in the first two rounds, Jason Peters can be that player coach for him. You know, you saw what Jason Peters' impact was even when he got hurt. I give him a lot of credit for that Super Bowl win because I thought his coaching on Halapuli Vadi Vaitai on Big V was Big for the Eagles. Big V played really good down the stretch. Yeah, he still had moments where you're like, this is why he's a swing tackle. He's going to be one of your first call-ups when it comes to backup offensive linemen, but he is not the future at left tackle for the Eagles. But nonetheless, Big V in the playoffs last year, the job he did on Everson Griffin in the NFC Championship game, a lot of that I give credit to Jason Peters. You even saw, I was at the game on Monday Night Football last year against Washington where Peters tore his Achilles and he immediately, while being carted off, is coaching up Big V. That's the impact he has. I think he could be a coach eventually when he hangs it up. But right now, he still has a lot left in the tank, if you ask me. Even at 70%, I will take a 70% Jason Peters, who's a Hall of Fame left tackle, should be first ballot. I'll take that over whatever else the Eagles would replace him with this season. So my main thing on the offensive side of the ball on my wish list is to bring Jason Peters back. Again, the 17th highest paid left tackle. Yeah, the $13 million looks big, looks daunting. But again, the Eagles' money situation isn't as tough as people really make it out to be. And perhaps Peters would take a restructure. But if not, I'm still willing to keep him on with the money he has because the Eagles and Howie Roseman, the cap salary cap has not deterred them from adding talent before, and it's certainly not going to now. So I am all for keeping Jason Peters for at least one more year. My second thing on my offensive wish list for the Eagles in the offseason is speed on the outside. We need speed. And this should go for running back as well, which I'm going to get into later on. But speed on the outside is big because when you talk about the skill positions the Eagles have, right, you talk about Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, right, these are all guys that have size, that have route running ability, great hands, they win with leverage, power, tall, athletic guys, but outside of Nelson Aguilar, they don't really have that burning speed, that run after the catch ability that the Eagles wanted so bad that they went out and signed Golden Tate, or they went out and traded for Golden Tate at the deadline. And I don't think Golden Tate's going to come back, and he wasn't even really what I was looking for when it comes to run after the catchability. Right? Golden Tate's one of the best 
run after the catch receivers in the league the past couple years, but it's certainly not because of you know four three speed. That's what I'm looking for here as a guy, not only to be able to take a five-yard slant to the house, but also just another burner because Nelson Aguilar, while he was one of the better deep threats in the NFL last year, I think he was top five in 30-plus yard receptions or 50-plus, something like that. There was a statistic I'm not really sure off the top of my head, but Aguilar was up there in big plays in the NFL last year. He didn't have a really high clip. He didn't have a lot of quantity you know, when it comes to targets in games last year but he had a lot of deep balls. However, he's also very valuable inside in the slot where you can still make deep plays. A lot of his deep plays came from the slot, but he's also really good inside, across the middle, on short stuff. I want Nelson Aguilar still in the slot, so let's go get someone like a Mike Wallace that they tried to add last year. If Wallace isn't back next year, a Deshaun Jackson, and I've mentioned it all the time, and I'm going to be all for a Deshaun Jackson reunion until he retires because, look, even at, what, 32 years old, 33 years old, he has still got that blazing speed. He still had the highest yards per reception total last year in the NFL. If the Buccaneers buy him out, and I think they're going to, there's no way they keep him on that $12 million cap hit. Deshaun Jackson is probably the best option for the Eagles to add speed on the outside. Maybe it's a Kenny Stills. The Dolphins seem like they might be rebuilding this year. Kenny Stills is a good deep threat who the Eagles were actually interested in in 2017, but instead they decided to go with Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith to fill that deep threat option. John Brown coming off Baltimore, a solid 700-yard season. He's got speed. We saw it in Arizona. We saw it in Baltimore. Hollywood Brown, maybe they go with Marquise Brown in the draft. Maybe they decide to go with the Oklahoma standout. They could go with the deep threats in the draft. However, I think there are some good options in free agency when it comes to deciding whether you want to bring back Mike Wallace, maybe Deshaun Jackson, who reportedly is interested in coming back to the Eagles again, which he was before, but he decided to cash in on the money in Tampa Bay instead. Kenny Stills, John Brown. There could be a lot of options for the Eagles when it comes to adding speed on the outside in 2019, and I think they should do it because that is a factor to Carson Wentz and his growth that we have not really seen. You know, he's made some big plays with Nelson Aguilar, but that just burner, that consistently can take the top off of a defense where you have to take into account, oh man, yeah, Deshaun Jackson's not going to get 10 catches in a game every single week, but all it takes is that one 80-yard bomb to the house that we have to account for, right? People fear that when it comes to Deshaun Jackson. That's something that they always have to keep in their head when it comes to what they want to do with the Eagles offense, and that's a great element to have, and even though Torrey Smith wasn't amazing at it, he wasn't overly productive in 2017, he still had that speed that defenses had to take into account. And I would love to add that back to the Eagles offense in 2019. My last thing on the Eagles offensive wish list in the offseason is a weapon at running back. It is time to invest in the running back. And it doesn't have to be with a first-round pick, although Josh Jacobs in the first round will be just fine with me out of Alabama. And they just added the Alabama running backs coach to the Eagles coaching staff. So perhaps Jacobs' watch continues. But even if they don't, Maybe you add one in the second round, right, with one of your two picks. Maybe you go with your fourth-round pick, or you sign a Tevin Coleman in free agency, or you make a trade for someone. I suggested Carlos Hyde in a trade with Jacksonville if you were to send Nick Foles over to the Jaguars. Just invest in the position. You need to upgrade. Get someone that is clearly the best running back in the rotation, the most reliable. You can still have a rotation. I would still love for Corey Clement coming off the injury, hopefully when he's healthy, to have a role in this offense. I would love if Josh Adams can take another step in year two. He showed bursts that he was the Eagles' best running back in the second half of the season. You know, he didn't 
really produce when it mattered down the stretch in some of those playoff implication games. But, you know, he was highly efficient for the majority of the season. Him, Darren Sproles, whoever it is, is that third guy. Maybe they decide to bring Jay Ajayi back on a one-year prove-it deal. But regardless, get a guy that's your clear RB1, and they have not had that. If you're going to have a rotation, it needs to be a high-quality rotation. It needs to be a Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Clement rotation that surpassed 200 yards total in the Super Bowl. It was one of the key reasons they won it all in 2017. I want a guy that's going to play 60-70% of the snaps. Get a guy that has the, the ability to do it all, right? Get an Alvin Kamara. Get a, I know it's hard to ask to get a Le'Veon Bell or a David Johnson. But get someone that can line up in the slot. Get someone that is a great pass blocker that can catch. The Eagles love to use the screen game. It's a key component to Doug Peterson's offense. Get someone in here like those guys that has that, has that skill set to be a weapon. I know people like to say all the time that running backs don't matter and you can get them anywhere. Yes, you can find them in basically any avenue when it comes to undrafted free agency, right? Or you know, We got Josh Adams from that and Corey Clement. And yeah, you can trade for a guy like Jay Ajayi, but go get somebody. They're important. Having a weapon back there only makes your offense scarier, right? When you have Wendell Smallwood in the backfield, that doesn't instill fear in a defense. And with how good the Eagles' offensive line is right now, we got to continue to take advantage of that. With Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelsey and hopefully Jason Peters for another year, taking advantage of that is huge. Take advantage of that by having a guy that a small wood four-yard run could potentially be a 20-yard run with this running back. It's time they invest in the position again. And they, they've tried in the past. You know, they tried to get Christian McCaffrey if he was there. In 2017, I think they would have took him. They tried to trade up for Dalvin Cook in the second round. They did trade for Jay Ajayi, but sometimes they get a little complacent. They get a little lazy when it comes to the running back position, and while it hasn't hurt them from competing for championships the past couple years, adding a running back to this offense could take it to new heights. We've seen what it has done for certain teams, like the Rams, right? If the Rams didn't have Todd Gurley and even C.J. Anderson producing in the playoffs, if they didn't have that component for a Jared Goff, they probably don't make the Super Bowl. Sony Michelle in the playoffs for the Patriots, six touchdowns, 94 yards in the Super Bowl. To me, he should have won Super Bowl MVP. That was a huge element to help Tom Brady. It would just take this offense to another level. Let's not settle. Let's get some speed at receiver, and let's get a weapon at running back, a weapon that can do it all. Just get a clear RB1. You can still use a committee approach, but have it be a high-quality committee, starting with one guy you clearly know is the most reliable. Coming up next here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we are going to get into the defensive side of the ball. Some of my wishes for the Eagles in the offseason that has to do with the defense. This is the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one segment down, two to go on this Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. Let's do this. Let's continue my off-season wish list for the Philadelphia Eagles, this time going into the defense. And my main thing here is, with the defense, is up front. I really like what the Eagles have in the secondary. I'm going to get into that in a minute. 
We got to get at least one veteran pass rusher and a young one. I'm fine with going young in free agency. Maybe they want to go after a Jadavion Clowney or a Frank Clark. One of the big names, right? Demarcus Lawrence, I don't think is very realistic considering what he's going to command. Although Clowney's probably going to command just as much, I would assume. But the Eagles could be in on that. Maybe that's why they want to trade Nick Foles is because they know they're going to lose that 2020 third round compensatory pick by going all in. Regardless, the Eagles need to add youth at edge. They need to add youth really on the entire defensive line because while Michael Bennett and Derek Barnett is a solid one-two punch at defensive end this year, they need someone to be Derek Barnett's partner for the next, you know, five to ten years. Hopefully if Derek Barnett pans out the way that he looked like he was going to in his rookie season. But regardless, they have to add a young one, and it could be in free agency, or it's probably going to be in the draft considering how deep the class is and Howie Roseman really likes this draft class when it comes to the defensive line. I think it's part of why he was so willing to move out of pick 32. So they definitely need to get a young guy here to be the future at defensive end and, you know, just a a pass rusher. It doesn't even have to be a defensive end. It can be a defensive tackle as well, and there's some good ones in the draft for that as well. You also need another veteran, though. This is the thing. With Michael Bennett and Derek Barnett, the Eagles love to rotate, you know, four pass rushers. Last year, it was Michael Bennett, Brandon Graham, and Chris Long and Barnett before he got hurt in the Super Bowl year. It was Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham and Chris Long and Derek Barnett. You need another veteran here, though, that can produce right away because if the Eagles are going to get back deep into the playoffs next year, they're going to need those pass rushers. So maybe it's bringing back Brandon Graham and then you draft another defensive end in the draft. Or perhaps it's you bring back Chris Long. Or maybe, hey, Vinnie Curry comes back. And then you draft one. Or say it's... They just bring in a Jadavion Clowney and they go all in on that and you hope that Josh Sweat can produce as that fourth pass rusher. You know, who a guy that people thought was a steal for the Eagles in the fourth round. But they got to get a couple more pass rushers, preferably a veteran and a young guy. Unless it's just they get the big fish in free agency, then I totally get that, and then you try to develop Josh Sweat. But ideally for me, I would love to bring back Brandon Graham. I think with how good the market is this year for defensive ends it's going to push Graham's value down a little bit and the Eagles are going to have money and he's only 31 Michael Bennett's 33 he's a couple years older and he's coming off a nine and a half sack season and he's still going to be a big part of the Eagles defense next year so Brandon Graham you could still get another four-year contract out of him and I'd be good with that and then let's take a defensive end with one of our first three picks so on my wish list for the defense is bringing in a couple more pass rushers to go with Derek Barnett and Michael Bennett. we got to keep that four-man rotation. Maybe it's a three-man rotation, but regardless, you got to add more pass rushers, and they're going to. We've seen the Eagles prioritize the defensive line in recent years, and it's really worked out. It's made the Eagles a title contender. Another thing on my wish list for the defense, restructure Tim Jernigan. I really want him back, regardless of if the Eagles bring in a defensive tackle with one of the first two picks in the 2019 NFL draft that they have, or one of the first three picks, because remember, they have two second-round picks. Even if they bring in another defensive tackle, they need to have a third, right? You need to have a guy that can rotate in and out with Tim Jernigan, who's had health problems in the past. I would love to, even if they bring in that guy, which they need to do, I want Tim Jernigan still here. I thought down the stretch of the season last year when he was finally healthy, he was making waves. He was making plays that we saw from him the first half of the 2017 season that made us think, wow, what a steal getting him from Baltimore. I cannot believe we got that guy, and we saw that again when he finally got healthy down the stretch this year, and it helps Fletcher Cox. It it takes that pressure off Fletcher Cox to just disrupt everything in the middle. 
He has a big cap hit right now, but I think with Jernigan's off-the-field injury last year, with how much he loves being in Philadelphia, you know, you saw that after that Saints loss, just... And you can see even see it in the mic'd up segment with the Eagles and the Chicago Bears. Like Tim Jernigan loves being a Philadelphia Eagle. Like defensive end, the Eagles are gonna I would love to have a rotation. You can never have too many pass rushers, you can never have too many defensive linemen, and Tim Jernigan to me is the top candidate for a restructure. I, I don't want to cut him. I would love to keep him. He's only in his mid twenties still. This guy has a lot of football left, and he is a damn good football player, and he was doing big things for the Eagles at the end of the season. My last thing on the wish list for defense this offseason for the Philadelphia Eagles, please don't add any more corners. I'm not, I don't understand what it is with the national media. It's probably just because they're not in tune enough with the team. And it's probably because they watched Devontae Bosby and Chandon Sullivan play in that Giants game, right? And that, that big Cowboys game in Dallas, seeing Sidney Jones get burned, although he was dealing with that hamstring injury still. You saw Amari Cooper almost end the Eagles season. So I see all these mock drafts that have the Eagles getting a corner in the first round, second round, and I, I don't understand it. The Eagles have a plethora of young corners as it is. Like they have a they have a depth problem already. And it's not really a problem. It's a good problem to have. But they have five guys right now that have playing experience that the Eagles are very high on that I'm very high on, right? You got Sidney Jones, who still has the most upside of any of these guys. You hope he eventually becomes your CB1. You have Avante Maddox and Razul Douglas, two guys that were key in getting the Eagles to the playoffs last year, as was Cravion LeBlanc. I mean, those four right there, those young four Eagles corners, we got to see what we got in those four. And then Jalen Mills, your fifth guy, and I'm not saying he's fifth in the lineup. I'm just saying he's the next guy that came to my mind that was a starting corner for you when you won the Super Bowl, and he was your best corner when you won the Super Bowl, right? He was on lockdown in that playoff run against Atlanta and Minnesota and New England. So you already have five guys as it is. You do not need to add any more corners. At least not with, I mean, you can bring in depth guys, sure. Maybe you decide that you want to try to ship off one of those players. You want to try to trade one of those guys to acquire an asset from another position with another team, you know? You can try to do that, and I get that, and then add another depth corner. But please do not spend high assets on the cornerback position. I don't understand why people are projecting the Eagles to do it. I don't think they do it. I'm just asking that they really don't do it because I love the situation the Eagles have at corner right now. I don't know how it's going to shape out with those five, but with Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones and Razul Douglas and Cravion LeBlanc and Avante Maddox going with Rodney McLeod back for another year and Malcolm Jenkins, the Eagles have a great problem on their hand in the secondary. They're going to be a problem for opposing offenses. All right, let's take one more break here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. When we come back, we'll get to some of your wishes for the Eagles in the offseason. What do you want to see happen? That's coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back for our final segment on this Friday edition. Hope everybody enjoys their weekend. We got the 
American Alliance Football League starting up this weekend. I have not chosen a team yet. i got to find if there's any former Eagles in that one. If there is, I'll let you know on Twitter, and that's the team that we'll root for together. Although I'm probably not going to watch a whole lot of it. Probably be watching more draft film to decide who the Eagles are going to get next in this offseason and in the NFL draft. So let's get to you guys now. Let's get to your thoughts and your wish list for the Eagles in the offseason. I'm going to start with Rodney. And again, you guys can always leave feedback after listening to the show as well on LockdownEagles.com or at DiBiaseLOE on Twitter, at Gino underscore LOE if you want to bother my co-host Gino. Or, of course, the show Twitter account, at Lockdown Bird. So I'll start with Rodney, who tweets in that safety, offensive tackle, defensive line, and running back are his wishes for the Eagles to add in the offseason. I think it's interesting. Safety, at first, bringing back Rodney McLeod, I'm like, all right, I don't really think safety is as big a need as it was, but after seeing the language of the contract, it really looks like this could be McLeod's final season with the Eagles. And while I like the idea of moving one of those corners to safety, Jalen Mills has done it before. He played there at LSU. I think Razul Douglas could do it. I don't think Jim Schwartz will ever consider it. Avante Maddox played safety last year filling in for Rodney McLeod, and I thought he did really good at it. So that's always an option, but I do get it. My boy Gino, he wants to bring in Nazir Adderley in the first round, the safety out of Delaware, who had a nice senior bowl, came up with an interception down in Mobile. They do need to add a safety, though, eventually. I like the way Trey Sullivan produced down the stretch. I like the way he was developing as a young safety. But, yeah, they do, not only because Rodney McLeod might not be here after this year, but also Malcolm Jenkins is on the other side of 30. So I'm with you with safety. And offensive line as well, tackle specifically, I really want Jason Peters back. I'm very curious to see what they can get out of Jordan Maialata in year two. But eventually, yes, they're going to have to add another offensive lineman, specifically tackle, in some fashion because then, you know, one of those guys can maybe play guard when Wisniewski moves on or, you know, Brandon Brooks still has a lot of football left in him. But, yeah, always invest in the offensive line and defensive line. And I'm glad you agree with me, Rodney, that the Eagles need to go after a running back. Alex tweets in a shutdown corner, which I just got through saying at the end of the second segment I don't really agree with because I feel like we have the potential to have, you know, not I'm not saying all five are going to be lockdown corners, but we have seen – Really good signs from all five of the Eagles' young corners. So I'm not really for spending a high pick or spending a lot of assets at the cornerback position. I think they have a lot already in-house. A power running back, and he asks me, is Jay Ajayi coming back? Look, if the Eagles decide to go running back maybe a little bit later on and go with someone like a Darwin Thompson, then perhaps they do want to bring the power side with Jay Ajayi because a guy like Thompson is only 5'8", and he's more of a guy you can use in the passing game. And I don't know, say that they bring in TJ Yeldon as your pass-catching running back with Corey Clement, or you bring back Darren Sproles, and you want that power side of the ball as well, and you bring back Jay Ajayi on a one-year prove-it deal, I'm okay with that. You know, the problem to me is those knee issues were already a problem before he tore his ACL, and yeah, he's still only 25 years old, but man, I don't think that guy's going to be able to stay healthy. He Luckily, he did down the stretch in 2017, so the he could help the Eagles win a Super Bowl, but I just it's not something that he can sustain, I think, throughout his career is that good health. So a power running back's interesting. I don't think J.H.I. is going to come back. I really want to just stop playing around at that position and just add some legit talent. Herb writes in a multi-year extension for Carson Wentz. Look, I think the sooner the better for the Eagles because the money's only going to get more expensive as the years go on, but I really think the Eagles want to get one more year out of Wentz on this rookie deal 
continue to build around Carson Wentz and try to compete for a Super Bowl next year. Next year, I think he gets the extension. I, I do. And then they can also evaluate the entire season if he stays healthy, because if he doesn't, that could play a factor in how much money they give him next year. So I think they want to see Wentz with one more year on that rookie contract, and then I think next year he gets that multi-year extension. I think he's going to have a big, a huge MVP caliber season in 2019. So I do expect the dollar signs are going to be even higher in the 2020 offseason. But I do think Carson Wentz does not get extended until 2020. Scott writes in, a good bill of health and Brandon Graham staying. I am with you, Scott. The Eagles need to get healthy. I, the fact, again, that they made it to the second round this year is just incredible. It is beyond amazing what they were able to accomplish at 6-7, and seven, winning three straight games, then a fourth in the playoffs, and then almost beating the one seed in the second round without a lot of their key players that won a championship a year earlier. Now the the medical department, the medical staff, they're still here, and that's still something that concerns me. But, yeah, if this team is healthy, they are one of the best teams in the NFL. And Brandon Graham staying, I'm with you. I, I think, again, this guy, we could still get three, four really good years out of Graham. Much like most of the players on the Eagles in 2018, Brandon Graham really picked it up late in the season getting to the quarterback. Justin writes in, offensive line, groom a safety if no cornerback is moved. I agree with you there. I'm very intrigued by that idea of moving one of these corners. Considering you have so much depth at it, maybe one of them becomes Rodney McLeod's replacement. They play three safeties a lot as it is. So I am with you on adding a safety. Offensive line again, so you should, you if you were GM, you'd want them to add two offensive line. And that's interesting. I, I do actually like that idea if Jason Peters isn't on the team considering we don't know what we have yet in Jordan Maialata. And you're going to need a guard eventually at that left spot, unless they like Isaac Sayamalu there. But I feel like Sayamalu might be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey at center. And then a round two running back and defensive line in the first round. I love that. I love that, Justin. I'm with you. Get a running back in here that has legit talent. And I'm okay, I'm okay with them taking a fourth round running back. I'm okay with them maybe going with a Tevin Coleman and having a high-quality rotation. But I am of the belief that the Eagles do not have a lot of needs on this team right now, and one of the bigger needs is a weapon at running back. We need to start thinking of running back as a weapon and not just as a runner. You know, a, a guy that can be your another offensive lineman to protect Carson Wentz, a guy that can play in the slot, one of your best receivers, and also at the same time your best running back. They need that kind of weapon here. They have not had one since LaShawn McCoy. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. Thank you for tweeting in your Eagles wish list for the offseason. Really enjoyed reading those on the air. That's going to do it. For myself, Louis DiBiase, signing off as always. This has been the Locked On Eagles podcast. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, who will be back tomorrow for Locked On The Mock, episode number two. Please follow us on Twitter at Locked On Birds and at DiBiase, Check our written content out on LockedOnEagles.com. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. And as always, let's go Birds. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.